Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 107 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So I got another voice message, this time from Jack Beasley from Phoenix, Arizona. So let's listen to that now. Hi, Andy. My name is Jack. I am a longtime sports photographer, about 14 years, coming from a photojournalism background. Uh, with that, I mostly worked at newspapers and other media outlets over the years. However, now I'm really trying to build up my photo business as a side hustle. I have a day job. And your podcast has been very helpful in that regard. So uh, keep up the good work. I always listen to the ones that focus on the business end of it. And you come up with some very good suggestions. So thanks a lot. Thanks for those kind words, Jack. Now, two things interested me about Jack. Number one, his name. Jack Beasley? That should be a character's name in Coronation Street or Harry Potter. Not an American living in Arizona. Just saying, you know. Jack Beasley. Yeah, definitely Northern English. Number two, I checked out his website and it was excellent. Full of fantastic sports shots and very impressive. You can tell he's been shooting sports for 14 years. But it was when I got down to the bottom of the homepage that it said, Powered by GoDaddy Website Builder. The GoDaddy Website Builder is free when you buy a website hosting package from GoDaddy. Years ago, the websites made with this builder were not very good. In fact, they just looked awful. But Jack's website looks really nice and functional. I was really surprised. I also noticed that he sells images through a SmugMug website. So when you want to buy the images, it takes you through a SmugMug. So he's got it set up how he wants and it looks really good. So if you're looking to set up a website, GoDaddy is a cheap way to go. Keep an eye open for sales prices or, this is something I've done in the past, buy the domain name that you need, yourname.com or whatever your name of your business is. Buy the domain name through GoDaddy and wait two or three days. Sometimes it happens within the hour and you'll soon be emailed offers for discounts on hosting packages. It's so easy to get a discount out of GoDaddy if you just wait. So check out Jack's site, jackbeasley.com. Very simple, a good northern name there. Anyway, this week on the Facebook group, there was a discussion about using Canva to make magazine-type prints. Personally, I think you need to make your own customized products using Photoshop, but I'll get into that a little later. Anyway, because of that discussion, this week's episode is Captivating Customers with Custom Products. Now, when you're just starting out, you're probably taking a bunch of photos for your neighbor's family and you're giving them the digital files for a few dollars. That's fine. Everyone needs a starting point. But when you want to make money and expand your business, you need to make potential customers want what you're selling. It doesn't matter how good your work is. If a customer visits your website, looks at your prices and all they see is one price for all the digital files, they won't see any value in it. If they look at your prices and there are multiple options and custom artwork, they will see value in what you do. You need to think about the value you supply the customer. Okay, so let's go through a few examples. And we'll start with the same one we always start with, which is family portraits. This is where most people start the journey and there's a lot of competition shooting family portraits. Now to stand out from your competition, you need to offer something different something that the competition isn't offering. Way back in the 90s, I was on a forum where one guy gave Brady Bunch-style prints 
with every order over a X amount of dollars. I don't remember what the value was. Doesn't really matter. Now, if you live outside North America, you might not know who the Brady Bunch are. It was a TV show. And his custom print was the family name in the middle and the portraits of each family member around it. And that's how the Brady Bunch, the start of the show was. It had the name Brady Bunch and then all the photos of the cast members around it. So he did that with families. Back then, it was pretty basic compared with what you can do with Photoshop today. But he built a reputation on it and he was really successful. I tried a similar thing using family group shots with the family name behind them. And it worked well, but I stopped giving them away for free when customers started asking for them. I had something people wanted and I used it to my advantage. Use it as a lost leader initially and if it really catches on, then that is your product. Okay, let's have a look at weddings. Now, a customised product for a wedding could be a collage. I called mine blended collages and there were multiple images merged together. So it wasn't like a square photo just thrown in there. It was the edges all taken off and blended so it looked like they were all together. I've posted a non-wedding example of one of my collages in the Facebook group. It's of three generations of golden retrievers and it's a cool looking picture. I listened to a podcast interview a few years ago with a photographer that specialised in making collages. And I looked at his work and it was, it was good. He was really good at it. And he was making an absolute killing. He made a fortune, that guy. And that's all he did, just collages. That's what he sold. He didn't mess around with anything else. People knew him for it. And that is what he uh, made his money from. If you can make this kind of collage for your weddings, you'll be head and shoulders above your competition. The same goes for albums and books. If you can offer more than just a photo on each page, you can attract more customers. Once you do one wedding, people see what you've produced, it snowballs from there. So whatever you can do to customize your work and turn it into a product has got to help you in the long run. Now let's have a look at sports. I think sports photography is the genre that is perfect for customized products. Now this is where the conversation on the Facebook group got me thinking. Trisha posted a magazine style image she'd made in Canva and I thought she could sell it easily. It was okay. But the big problem with using Canva and similar websites is that every other photographer has access to the same templates that you used. In fact, all your customers have access to them as well. So the product isn't unique to you. Anyone can copy it. So simple. If, if you're working for a customer, you try and sell them something like that and they use Canva on a regular basis at work maybe, they're just going to look at it and go, no, we'll just, we'll just take the files, please. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to sell them that product because they know they can make it for nothing. So the best option is Photoshop. So you can make products that only you can sell. Everybody makes things in Photoshop differently. You can make something that no one else can make. It's not a problem. And kids love posters and magazine covers that make them look like a hero. So you need to develop your own customized products to sell to this market. Believe me, they're the easiest product to sell. I've mentioned this before in past episodes. I went to the rink to give my grandson his own 36 by 24 inch poster. Everyone around was staring at it. And I mean staring at it. They was just everyone turned around. They were nudging each other. When I took my camera out to get some shots of my granddaughter, I was inundated with questions and bookings. They were coming up to me constantly. 
These types of products sell themselves. I posted these on the wall of the rink as I went in. A little bit of tape, stick it up. A little crowd gathers around it. And then off I go and I'm taking pictures. And on the poster that I put up, it says, talk to the photographer. And they come over to me, ask me how much. I tell them. They tell me the kid's name. And I say, I'll have something ready midweek for you to look at. It's so simple. It's a really easy, easy business to do. Now, I know most big photo labs have templates that you can use. But again, any of your competitors could also buy them. So make your own custom products because you're in this for money, not to produce things like other people. You want to make money and be different. So really think about developing your own products. Okay, let's just take a quick break for this week's sponsor. As a wedding photographer, your workflow can make or break your business. And let's be honest, sometimes it feels like there just aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. That's why we're excited to introduce Batch.ai, the photo editing assistant that keeps you in creative control of your photos while providing an affordable, flexible and fast alternative regardless of where you are in your photography business. With the perfect balance between AI and human creativity, say goodbye to cutty-cutter presets that don't reflect your style. Edit up to 1,000 photos in just one minute with image-to-image fine-tuned adjustments in their Lightroom plugin or get an incredible 72-hour turnaround on culling, editing, retouching and tool work across your wedding galleries from their human-based editing platform, The Editors. Personal edits based on your style every time. Visit batch.ai today and create your free account. Right, so I'm going to be bringing back the news section. Well, I'm going to be bringing it back when there is some news. That was the problem before. There's not that much news in in the camera market. So if there's news, I'll add it on. So the first thing is from a couple of weeks ago. Nikon released the Z8 or Z8 if you're in the States. Most of you are in the States, so we'll call it a Z8. And it looks like a really good camera. In fact, it's pretty much a physically smaller version of Nikon's top-of-the-range Z9, or Z9. The only differences are that the Z or Z9, well, let's just call it the 9 and the 8. It'll be a lot easier for me. The only differences are that the 9 has a built-in grip, whereas the 8 doesn't. The 9 has a larger battery, which lasts longer, and it has three custom buttons on the front of the body. The 8 only has two because it's not got as much room because it doesn't have the grip. Apart from that, they are identical. Same processors, same autofocus, same absolutely everything, which is strange when you look at the prices. The Z9 is $5,500. The 8 is $4,000. you got $1,500 difference. Even when you add a grip and one extra battery to go in the grip, the 8 comes out at $4,420-ish, a little less than that. That's $1,080 cheaper for an identical camera. Someone at Nikon didn't use a calculator when they were pricing these models. Maybe there's a, a Z or Z9 Mark II about to be released. I don't know, but it just seems really odd. Why would they... You can get the same camera for over $1,000 cheaper. Crazy. All right, next one is a rumor, and that is that Canon is close to releasing the R1. The top-of-the-range Canon DSLR body is the 1D series. For the mirrorless range, it's going to be the R1 series, and I'm excited to see what the specs are. The cameras that are coming out today are mind-blowing. 
and over the next few years, even entry-level cameras will be state-of-the-art. These are really exciting times for photographers. And this R1, I can only imagine what it's going to cost. I'm imagining eight and a half thousand, maybe even more. Okay, someone mentioned on the Facebook group about the funny call-ins that I used to do. Well, the reason I did those was back when it was the Photography Q&A podcast, I thought that all the listeners would call in with questions, but they didn't. So I thought I'll do them myself. It was basically a last option because I was about to quit the podcast at that time. I can't remember how far back it was. It was way back. The whole idea of the podcast just wasn't working. So I thought, anyway, I'll do some myself for fun. Anyway, if you want me to do some more of those, let me know in the Facebook group. I'm not just going to do them unless someone asks for them, but I'll come up with something. And if you leave a voicemail and it's a question, I'll try to use it for an episode as well. Right then, that's enough waffling for this episode. I'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.